The end is really a new beginning. Wasn't that a great video? That uh, is part of the Bible Project. Uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit uh, later. But the Bible Project is um, basically a a lot of videos that help us understand Scripture. And we're going to be in the Bible Project a little bit this, or quite quite a lot this year, actually. Um, But my name is Zach Vogel. I'm the associate pastor here, if you don't know who I am. And I get to bring the word this morning. And this morning we're going to be... In a sermon I call Connect, uh, it's really connecting what we've talked about as we've been gone through uh, Advent, how Christ came down as a baby boy, and that God himself stepped down into a lowly manger and um, made himself uh, um, humble and brought light into this dark world. We, we talked about how he brought hope for the discouraged, peace for the anxious, joy for the fed up and love for the lonely. And that's what we talked about this last series. Um, today we get to uh, connect our last series with our next series, which uh, Aaron already talked about, which is grasping God's word and how God speaks to us through his word and how we can connect to him this next year. And so um, we see that uh, through Advent, we, we went through a scripture, uh, the scripture Isaiah 9, 6, uh, 5 and 6, where Isaiah 9, 6, we see that Jesus came down as a baby boy and was born in Bethlehem and is our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, and a Prince of Peace. And the purpose of God coming to earth wasn't to topple governments or to rule the nations with an iron fist, right? But the purpose of God, uh, the purpose that God bestowed upon himself through Jesus was to come and to become close to us, become close to humanity and to us individually. Uh, a God, our God is a God who empathizes with what we go through because he has experienced the life, human life. A God who longs for connection with his people. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we've learned and relearned this month about uh, our God who came to earth. And today we're really going to see what it means how to, and how to connect with our almighty God, eternal, everlasting Father of the universe. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we're going to get into our memory verse today, which is uh, Proverbs eight seventeen. We do a memory verse every week, and this is a, just a little short one, because this is a one-sermon series. Um, and we're going uh, to read this. I'm going to read this out loud, and then we're going to read this together. It says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Proverbs 8, 17. So let's read this together. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Proverbs 8, 17. Let's read it again. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Proverbs 8, 17. All right, two more times. I love those who love me. And those who seek me, find me. Proverbs 8, 17. And I think we can get some rid, rid of some letters here. I love those who love me, and those who seek me, find me. Proverbs 8, 17. Very good. Well, like I said, last week we talked about how God came down to earth. And uh, last Sunday we talked about how that uh, God is love, and, and His love... Um, uh, his love surpasses all of our loneliness in our lives. Our, his love, 
He is love in our loneliness. And next week, uh, we're going to start, like I said, in our, in our um, Grasping God's Word series. But today, we're going to talk about three ways we can connect with God. Three ways we can connect with God in an even greater way as we start this new year. Um, and as we start, we're going to challenge us this morning, um, um, as we start a new year in just a few days, that we would take this to heart and connect, uh, use this to connect with God this year. So we're going to get into Psalms 100, um, and probably a lot of you know this chapter of the Bible. But if you have our Bibles, Psalm 100 is on page... Um, still didn't mark it from last time. I didn't mark it last time. <laughs> Take me a while to, to turn here, but it's on page um, 416 if you have one of our Bibles. And if you don't have a Bible, feel free to grab one of these um, on the, right by the sound booth back there. And if you don't have a Bible at all, feel free to bring it home with you. But we're going to read a few things from the Bible uh, this morning, a few chapters from the Bible this morning. This is one of them. Um, Psalm 100 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So I was preparing this message this morning. Um, I wasn't preparing it this morning, but I was preparing this message for this morning. Um, I was really, God was really talking to me about music and about uh, how that relates to our walk and to our connection with God and how the different aspects of music, uh, if you even see it up here as we lead worship on Sunday mornings and in your car as you drive down the road and you're listening to music. But there's all these different aspects of music, right? Some music can go really, 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 really fast. And it can just be really, 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 really fast. Or it can be really, really, really slow, right? It could be really soft. It could be really loud, right? We have all of these aspects of music. And if every music, if every song was the same, we would live a really boring life, Right? Right? Music is, uh, has all of these uh, different aspects to it. Well, those aspects relate, I, I think some of those, I've taken some of those aspects this morning and relating them to our, our Christian walk because uh, this is how I see us to be able to uh, walk with God and more, uh, more connected and more um, and, and closer to Him uh, in a way that um, we can uh, uh, walk with Him better. And so um, the first thing, as we talked about through, we're going to go through three ways that we can connect with God this coming year. The first thing that we can do is that we can find, uh, find the notes. And so just like a song has notes in it, right? Um, our life has notes in it uh, when it becomes with our, comes to our relationship with God. Find the notes, aka become disciplined. So we find the notes of discipline in our life, um, um, so what is, what, is a, what is a really large stream of notes make, right? It's a really large stream of notes make. Well, it makes a song, right? Um, and if you had one note that created a song, that song would probably be pretty boring, 
Um, but if you have multiple notes that create a song, the song becomes beautiful. So as we think of our relationship with God as, as a song, then the individual way we connect with Him are the notes of that song. Like I said before, a, a song with only one note doesn't sound very pleasing. God asks us to play many notes, to have many spiritual disciplines and to learn these and become a well-rounded player. Now, when I say di- spiritual disciplines, I don't mean whack, you're disciplined, right? No, uh, because you're, you're being bad. No, I mean spiritual discipline means that um, we take time and we find these things that help us connect with God better, and we intentionally put these in our lives. And so I'm going to play two songs for you. One song, it's a literal song, has one note. And the other song has multiple notes, and you tell me which one you like better. Have you ever ridden with somebody somebody down to the valley that had music on like this? It would be kind of frustrating, right? (laughs) Right. No, that's literally a song. Uh, he literally plays two hours of music with a D note. <laughs> um, and it was fast like that, and it's slow. But then we have other songs like this that's also in D. It's the canon in D. That we hear at weddings. It was at my wedding. It's a little more beautiful. Right? Yeah, so which one do you like better? Two, yeah, two, right? Two's a little more beautiful. Um, yeah, so we uh, get to, in our life, uh, how does this relate to us? We get to create uh, a life with, um, uh, just like the song, just like that second song, we get to intensify the melody of our song. Um, we get to create a life with, that has uh, intentionality in it with different disciplines, spiritual disciplines that we put in our life so that we are intentionally um, connecting with God more. And so um, we're going to talk about five spiritual disciplines that we can do this year um, in order to, to connect with God more. And the first one, um, there's so many, so many of these, but I, I picked these five because I think that um, these are doable for every single one of us. And um, that they're really going to help us if we specifically do them intentionally um, grow in God. So, first one, meditate on God's Word. We talk about meditating, and what does it actually mean? Does it mean sitting in a room cross-legged with your hands up and clearing your mind? No, it doesn't mean that. It, means, it really just means chewing on God's Word. It means pondering on it, reading it, thinking about it, how we can apply it to our life. I'll go even a step further and say not only meditate on God's Word, but read God's Word daily. And this is what we're going to get into next um, series. Read God's Word daily. It's better to read God's Word for 10 minutes a day than it is to read God's Word for an hour every month. Does that make sense? It's better to read God's Word for 10 minutes a day. Just th- think of the things that are in your life that take up 10 minutes in your day. And like push one aside and put reading God's Word in there. 
That's all you have to do. Read God's Word for 10 minutes a day. Um, next thing we can do after reading God's Word, meditate, read, and then we can memorize God's Word like we do every Sunday. Um, we just go through a verse every, every week. Sometimes it's the same verse for four weeks. Sometimes it's one verse for one week. Um, but we put it in our hearts. And a lot of times this feels like a daunting thing, like putting words in my mind that are on the paper and like remembering those things are like some of us can't remember really simple things. So um, uh, a really quick, like easy tip is for you to write on a, on a three by five card, just write down a verse and read through that verse one to three times every single morning or whenever you do your quiet time um, with God, um, whatever time is best for you, read through that verse one to three times a day and do that for two weeks. And after two weeks, write down another verse on a different three by five card and start reading that through one to three times a day for two weeks. But you're adding that to the first one. So you continue reading the first one as well as the second one. And you can read scripture, or you can memorize scripture from different places in the Bible. You can choose to memorize scripture um, on a chapter of the Bible. I know people who have memorized whole chapters of the Bible. I know people who have memorized whole books of the Bible. Um, you think that's crazy, but there are people who have done it by just doing that. And so it's, it's a really easy thing. Think about how you eat an elephant one bite at a time, <laughs> right? <laughs> eat it one bite at a time. Um, so that's what we can do with, with scripture memory. Just eat it one bite at a time. Second spiritual discipline we can use to connect with God this year is to, is to give thanks. And First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, easy for you to say, uh, says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We can thank God in all circumstances because he is sovereign over all things. Infinitely wise, infinitely loving. And he's got it, right? He is in control. And so as we read in Romans, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. You know, we don't have to thank God for the hardships, the sadness, the tragedy, the pain in our life, but we can thank God for being there in that, for carrying us through it. And uh, we can thank him for being in control. Even though we don't know where our life is going, he does, and he knows what's best for us. But even when God blesses us, we think uh, how maybe hard it is to, to thank God in the hardships, but even when God blesses us, it's hard to thank God, right? Because sometimes we just forget about it. We forget about thanking him, or we forget about where we were and where God brought us. And so uh, even in the times of good, uh, goodness and good things in our life, it's, it's easy to forget to, to thank God for what he's done. So one of the spiritual disciplines that we can do this year is to thank, thank God for what he's done for us every day. Third one we can do is to pray. This is probably like my go-to one, um, when I think of spiritual disciplines, when I think of like connecting with God, I think of prayer. Like when I think of that little like cell phone service with the little cross, like, yeah, pray. Um, but it's the easiest one to forget, really. It's the easiest one for us not to do. Because when we think of prayer, we think of it as the least, um, 
the least important thing on the list. When we look at all of those things, we think of prayer as the least important of the thing on the list. But we're going to read a quote from A.J. Gordon, who's a famous, uh, he was a uh, Baptist preacher. He said, you can do more than pray after you've prayed, but you can never do more than pray until you've prayed. Does that make sense? You can do more than pray after you've prayed, but you can never do more than pray until you've prayed. Prayer is the most important thing you can do. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. And Romans 12.12 says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Philippians 4.6, you probably know it, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. It's hard to overstate the importance of prayer in this Christian life, in our life. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to go to God, to humble ourselves, and, and go to God and ask God for everything, right? Because it's easy for us to think, oh, I can do it all. Um, I don't need you. I can do it. But it's humbling to ask the Father, I need you. I need your grace. I need you to provide for me, to give wisdom and strength to me, to lead and guide me to help me be a better father, to help me lead my children. Rather than try to solve our own problems or relieve our own anxiety, we should cast them on our father. And it's hard for us to do that sometimes. It's hard for us to not solve our own problems, right? But the reality is we can never solve our own problems. Only God can. Um, Fourth spiritual discipline we can use to connect in a greater way with God this year is to give. You think, as you read through the list, you think giving might be kind of weird that it's up there. But uh, because you see like all these spiritual things, meditate on God's word, give thanks, pray, give, right? But God asks us to give. He, he, uh, there's a purpose and a reason that we get to give. We get to give. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 eight through 8 says, The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he decided in his heart, not reluctantly under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all time, you may abound in every good work. You see that as you open the little giving envelopes that God loves a cheerful giver. That he doesn't coerce you into giving. He doesn't want you to feel obligated into giving to him. And Paul encourages um, the Corinthians in that time, what I just read. He's writing it to the Corinthians. He encouraged them to give regularly, not under any kind of legalistic pressure, but freely and cheerfully. The, the, the discipline involved was to set apart and give on a weekly, or uh, for them, or for or a regularly basis. Um, it also takes a good measure of discipline, right, to give cheerfully. Because sometimes, uh, well, a lot of times, the money that we work for is like our money. Why, why would I give it somewhere else? Um, 
And as we start giving, we become more cheerful and joyful givers because we realize that the money that we have that we've worked for, hard, hard, hardly worked, worked hard for, <laughs> worked hard for, um, is really uh, the money has been given to us by God. It's really his. And so uh, we uh, get to give that back to him through the church and even through other things uh, other than the church. When Paul was writing this, even in chapters before, he was talking about how not only the church, it wasn't even talking about support of the church. He was talking about uh, supporting uh, those who are poor in the community and, and those who are, they were going through a famine at the time, so those who were hungry and sick. And, and so he was asking people to give um, for uh, even those around them. And so we should definitely give to the church our tithe, you know, the 10% of what we have to the church, but also look, be looking at other people and, and how, um, what they need, and in that God changes our mentality, and uh, he changes how we see our world. Proverbs nineteen seventeen says, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. So Jesus commands us to give. In a sense, it is a spiritual discipline that we can have. But it brings us greater reward, um, as Jesus said. The fifth spiritual discipline we can use to connect in a greater way with God this year is to serve. Um, John thirteen fourteen through 15 says, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you, to serve. Jesus served a lot, right? When he was on earth, he served a lot. And uh, he said, I've given you this example. And uh, it doesn't mean just to wash someone's feet, although I've washed, I have done that and washed someone's feet. And it is extremely awesome, humble, humbling experience to, to get down and wash someone's dirty feet. And just to think that the God of the universe, and in those days, they walked barefoot or in sandals, and so their feet were nasty. Like, like they rode horses, and so the horses did stuff in the streets, and their feet were nasty, right? And um, the God of the universe, creator God, came down to earth and washed his disciples' feet. Like, how humbling is that? Um, how humble is that? God asks us to follow his example. Yes, we could wash someone's feet, but we could do other things for people. It's all about making ourselves less and making others greater. Um, seeing, seeing others um, and serving others um, and not thinking about us, but thinking about their needs. Mark 10, 43 through 45 says, Whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would find, be first among you must be slave to all. And in 1 Peter 4.10, it also says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. That's why we have that little kiosk thing, big black and wood thing out there that has all these ministries on there so that you can pick up a ministry and start serving. Because it's through service that we can connect even in greater ways than we ever have to God and with his people. 
that one of the greatest ways you can connect with uh, people around you, if you feel like you've come to this church and you haven't gotten connected, one of the greatest ways you can get connected um, and get to know other people is through serving God. The more we obey Jesus' commands to serve others, the more joy it brings in our life. Let's remember that. Now, we talked about five spiritual disciplines. We talked about how we need to play, find those notes in our lives, find those disciplines in our lives, which are those spiritual disciplines. But the next thing we need to do, um, as it relates to music, is to find the rhythm, a.k.a. to create habits. If you think of rhythm, rhythm and music, if rhythm didn't have music, if a melody line did not, rhythm didn't have music, if a melody line, if music did not have rhythm, um, it would be chaotic, right? It would be craziness. Um, but we need to find the rhythm, just as we do in music, in our lives. We think of our relationship with Jesus as a song. The rhythm, or the repeated pattern of that song, is the habits that we set in place to grow our faith. The habits that we set in place to grow our faith. Rhythm is defined by this. It's defined in the dictionary by a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. So basically a habit. We think of it in our lives. To grow in our faith and connect with our Creator, we must add good habits of faith in our lives. Remember, all a habit is is that repeated pattern. And I would go a step further to say a habit is something that we do so often that it becomes hard to give up. So we think of like getting into the new year. And um, as we get into the new year, a lot of us have are starting these new things that we want to do, right, to to um, improve our health. Maybe we want to lose weight. Maybe we want to go to the gym. Maybe we uh, want to go out and run every day. Um, all of those things. And uh, if we, uh, we tend to go, we tend to like get this gym membership, right? And go to the gym. We go like every day, right? In January, just go every single day. And then February hits and you're like going once a week. And then March hits, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm go once a month. And then April hits, and you're going like once a quarter, right? Um, and then eventually your gym membership is no good, right? Because we, we um, start these things, we find these um, disciplines in our lives that create, um, that help us become better people, help us uh, to be, have better health, but we don't create habits around them. And so we need to find the habits in our, in our life. Um, and we can have good and bad habits, right? Uh, most of us do have good and bad habits. But um, good habits are those things that we intentionally put into our lives to increase our well-being uh, or to help those around us. Or, as we're talking about in this uh, sermon, is to... Um, help us to become, uh, to grow us in our relationship with God. And so as we connect the rhythm with the notes, or as we connect the, um, as we connect the disciplines with the habits in our lives, our songs, or our lives become more fluid and less chaotic. When we apply rhythm to the five disciplines we talked about, just, we just went over, um, we begin to create these spiritual habits that grow us even closer to Christ. Proverbs 21.5 says, this. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, 
but everyone who is hasty becomes only to becomes only to poverty. You could also put in there the plans of the intentional, the plans of the disciplined, the plans of the one who has good habits lead surely to abundance. But everyone who is hasty becomes only comes only to poverty. God wants our intentionality. He wants us to create these good habits in order that we may abundantly connect with him. And the third thing that we can do this year to connect with God in a greater way is to find the rest, a.k.a. be still. If you listen to music, some music has like no rests at all. Some music has a lot of rests. And rests are just like a note. They're, um, they're a non-played note, if that makes sense. Um, so as you're going through the music, music stops, and then it starts again. Like Just like a, think of our worship team. If we were all to play at the same time, all the time, it would be a little chaotic and crazy. Um, but we have rests in there on purpose. You know, doing in our life, doing is like programmed into us, right? Especially in today's culture, it's hard not to do something or to do anything. Uh, that something may not be productive even, it may not even be productive at all. Like, we could just be doing just to be doing. And that's really called busyness. Like, um, it's hard not to be busy uh, in our life. Like, we, we're busy um, on our way to work. We're busy when we're at work. We're busy when we go home because we take our, homework, our, our work home with us. Like, we're just busy. And um, so it's hard to find the rest in our life. But in music, um, we see that rests are intentionally put in there. And as in music, we need to intentionally put in uh, music uh, rests in our lives. Because that, those rests in music actually change how the music sounds. Um, it actually changes even how the music makes us feel. And so when we put rest in our lives, um, specifically rest, focusing on God, our life's life starts to feel differently. I'm going to play two songs again. And uh, actually this time I'm going to ask you how you feel after you hear each one of these songs. So this is like question answer time, okay? I'll just let you listen to it for a minute. You don't have to listen to me. So this specific song right here is called uh, uh, Flight of the Bumblebee. And this specific arrangement, there's three people playing it. So there's six hands on there. Okay, how does it make you feel? <laughs> Anxious, yes. <laughs> Anxious, that's actually what I was looking for. It makes me feel really anxious. Um, it just like, <laughs> like hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah, um, no rest, just go, 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 go. That's, that's what that makes me think. Okay, next song.
wait and see how long it takes you to fall asleep. <laughs> okay, that one's a little different, right? So not, there was a few different aspects of the music that made it different, but one of those aspects were uh, the fact that it has rests throughout. The other one has literally no rests. It's all notes. Um, and so uh, we think about how, so how did that, I didn't ask you, how did it make you feel? How did that make you feel? Calm, sleepy, yeah. <laughs> yep, tired. Yeah, I think some of you fell asleep on me. Um, yeah, it, 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 the, the rests make the difference in the song. And so uh, when we think of the first song, when we think of that go, 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 go mentality, just run, running everywhere, run, run, run. You're thinking of bumblebees, like flying everywhere. And, and, uh, um, but when I think of the second song, we think of that slower, um, slower, like, just um, quieter, calm, ease, sleepiness, right? I'm sure some, um, I'm sure many of you thought that. Just like the, the second song, knowing when to rest is just as important, if not more important, than knowing when to play. So what is rest as it pertains to us as Christians, as it pertains to us in our lives? Well, it's just a time that we can be still and know that our God is God. As Psalm 46.10 says, a time to calm and empty our mind of everything and a time to ask God to fill it back up. And I'm going to read Psalm 46 because I think it's an awesome scripture. Uh, We sing the Psalm 46 called Lord of Hosts. Uh, we do that as a worship team, and we sing that on Sunday every now and then. So some of the wordings, the words will be familiar to you. It's also very, um, uh, makes a lot of sense for today. Psalm 46, I'm doing a really bad t- job at turning here. I really should have marked these last service. Psalm 46. Page 393, if you have one of these Bibles, says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and mountains shake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. That sounds familiar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord God Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Every time I read that, it makes me want to just like get away and be with God and one of the reasons is because every time I read it, I just think of 
God, who am I? Like, why, why are the things in my life so important that I put them above you? And um, God asks us to use, to intentionally put those rests in our life, just like those rests are intentionally put in the music, to intentionally put rests with him in our life, to know who he is, to understand him more, and to grow in a greater relationship with him. The rest of our life, the rest of life just aren't important, they're essential. Otherwise, our life turns into just like that song, a string of endless notes and melodies that don't really amount to anything in the end. Although, I do like that song because, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. But, um, but if we don't put rest in our lives, um, it just really we just, it just gives us anxiety, right? We just burn out. And um, God says we need to rest in him. So that's really all I have for today. I, I do want to recap uh, what we went through today. Uh, I, I already skipped that one, my bad. Um, we talked about how to find these ways to connect with God this year. First, the, to find your spiritual disciplines, to find those, those specifically those five disciplines that we went over uh, today. And uh, also, we, we talked about how to, so the spiritual, the, the notes of spiritual discipline, if you were. Um, and then also, secondly, to create the rhythm of habits, to have those habits in our life, to, to find the spiritual disciplines and to put the habits to those disciplines so that we can have a greater and a fuller life, to, um, more like Christ. Thirdly, uh, be still. Find the rest. Find the rest. And not only find them, but intentionally put them into our life. We're going to go through um, this next year. We didn't talk specifically about it yet, but this next year, um, starting in January, is our Grasping God's Word series. And in this series, we get to go every year in this series, we give you something that can help you read through the Bible in a year, help you get, connect with God more, understand God's Word more. This year, we're actually going through the Bible together, all together. Um, and uh, the, one, the way we're going to do this is we're going to use an app on our phones or tablets or whatever you have, a computer, um, called Read Scripture. Uh, it was, uh, it's an app created by Crazy Love Ministries by Francis Chan, and, and um, it really has every, every day of every week, it has um, a video that gives you context. So the Bible Project videos um, are in there. So just like that video, have a, a video similar to that that gives you context of what you're reading. So if you're going through Leviticus, and you're like, what in the world am I reading right now? It, it actually gives you context around that. And so uh, we're going to read, read these together. We'll have a couple, a, a video, I'll have a couple uh, chapters after that video that you can read. And then it'll have every single day, it'll have a psalm that you can read as well. And that you can, it says right before you read the psalm, it says just the little, seen those little breath things that you see on social media or whatever. We have those on our social media that just go up back and forth. Breathe. So just breathe and be still and be in God's presence. And then read this psalm every day. And so that's what we get to do this year. Go through it together. And uh, I know sometimes that we, we give you like a five-by-five five or whatever um, um, thing at the beginning of the year that helps you read Scripture, but then it's easy to, to not create the habit. And easy just like going to the gym. It's easy to to start reading scripture every day, but then go to one day a week, and then one day a month, and then one day a quarter, right? 
um, and then just forget about it. It's easy to do. I've done it. Um, and so we get to go through this together this year and go back to it throughout the year and talk about what, what we're reading. So I'm really excited about it. I'm going to ask Aaron now to come up. He's going to um, read us, uh, give us the con- commitments points we have this week and, and uh, end us in prayer before we go into worship. So. Thanks, Zach, for that good word, and uh, what a great opportunity to uh, finish this year outright as we look ahead and to start the next year well, uh, and make sure that we develop those great habits like you talked about, and uh, to find those notes, get those disciplines in there, and that's one of the things we're going to be focusing on in this next year. We invite you to be part of that, to get that rhythm, right? Build those habits together. This is what we get to do, and then that also, finding those rests, so we're not exhausted. And so today, um, I'm going to invite you, there's a next step to be able to start practicing those now. So if you have your connection card, why don't you pull those out, because we have those right there on that back side. And uh, we want to make sure that we give you something today, so you have something to apply. And so on the back side there, it says, my next steps for this week are, and the first one uh, step we're going to challenge you with is to do that memory verse. Memorize, pro- memorize that Proverbs 8.17. And so to help you with that, uh, we have the Bible memory verse right there. It's on the edge there. It's perforated, so you could take that with you this week and not just know what it says, but spend some time thinking about how does it apply? What does it mean uh, in your life? And so maybe that's what you'd like to do this week to begin to apply this. Or how about that? How about read uh, Hebrews chapter 9 this week? And you say, why Hebrews chapter 9? Well, read it and find out. How about that? And you know what? It's Hebrew is not a long book. You could read the whole thing, and it wouldn't take you very long whatsoever, and you have full context. So maybe but if you just need small bites, start. Hebrews 9 this week. Maybe that gets you started. How about this? Maybe you want to pray God's word, uh, God would reveal himself to you. And that's a wonderful invitation. You're saying to God, I invite you into my life, and I want you to reveal your will and your ways for me. And so you spend some time this week not telling God what you want to do in 2020, but asking God, what would you have me do in 2020? Invite him into your life and spend time this week as you pray and do that. Or your last commitment thing that you might want to do this week is this, is to get into God's word. And we've given you two opportunities on the first two checks there. So that's great. Maybe what you'd like to do is download that app, the Read Scripture app. It is free and it's on Android and app, all that kind of stuff. And officially, we're going to start at the very end of January. Okay, so if you download it now and you start reading, you will be ahead yeah, that's our gift to you. So if you want to do that, but you can see how it works, uh, maybe that's the way that you do it, or just find a Bible reading plan. And if you uh, don't like apps and that doesn't, come talk with me. There's a lot of um, tools that we have, and I'd love to help you connect with Gord. But first, it starts with you, that commitment. Say, I'm going to do this. So hopefully, that's, uh, each one of us has something that we can commit to today and to say, God, I'm going to take those next steps. I'm going to follow you. And so I invite you to check those off. And if you have a prayer request, please write those down. And here in a minute, we're going to take our offering. And as we take our offering, please take these connection cards. Mine is your memory verse card. And uh, drop that in the offering basket along with your tithes and your gifts. Sound good? All right, as you get prepared for that, let me pray a blessing over our commitments as well as our offerings. Let's do that. Father God, we do thank you for the opportunity that we have to partner with you in this life. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the, uh, the, the amazing privilege that, uh, <laughs> that we get to live lives of value with you. And so we invite you into this space. Lord, help us to, to find those notes, to build the right disciplines. I pray that you would 
Uh, give us a mind to see what is it that you want to develop in our life, the habits that draw us closer to you. And in that, Father, gift us with the courage and the opportunity and the wisdom to rest. Lord, that we would not be uh, like slaves, but we would live like your children in this world. And so, Father, I pray for the commitments that we make today, that these commitments would draw us closer to you, and that's the whole point. And Father, we also uh, want to pray for our tithes and our offerings, that they would be used to build your kingdom for your glory. We ask all of this uh, in the beautiful name of our Savior Jesus. Amen.